0: Thank
1: you. Arigato. The Your Own Pay Podcast Network. Inspiring, motivating, and educating entrepreneurs around the world. It's Demasi and Michael, Just Talking Tech. Android Q. You've been on it for 24 hours now, right? Roughly? What what are your initial thoughts? And let's let's be raw and honest. So...
0: uh to be so I I should preface everything I have to say about it by saying, uh, to be fair, I did not spend a ton of time on P, Mm -hmm. uh, in the first place. Like the phone was there, but I wasn't really using it. a lot. I haven't noticed a ton of differences other than a few. I think they added new, uh, permissions, uh, in Q. So like, I've been seeing those, I've been setting up apps, uh, you know, more, more like, you know, similar to the iOS style, uh, you know, alerts about permissions. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I've noticed generally, and I don't know if it's a queue thing or if it's just, uh, you know, my, my actual configuration, because I haven't heard you complain about this. So I suspect it's probably something on my end with just the way I have things set up. But, sometimes it seems a little sluggish like talkback seems a little sluggish like trying to move around the home screen or going through chrome and and browsing links uh you know browsing a web page and i'm exploring the screen with my fingers Mm -hmm. now i'm not doing a lot of flicking Mm -hmm. so uh and it seems to be sort of the same issues i remember from years ago with android which is always my number one complaint which is it's not the screen reader is not as responsive as voiceover tends to be on iOS
1: now. I have seen that actually in some places most especially on web pages um one thing to to do or to look into is look for Chrome Canary I think is what it is the latest beta version of Chrome because you will get a better web view experience with Chrome Canary than what you get with the default Chrome app uh that's one thing and that's been a uh complained truism yeah it's it's been complained about by a lot of people uh and that's how I found out about the chrome canary thing apparently there's a way you can go and switch the web views within your app uh within all your apps to chrome canary i have not went through this process uh but that should help with that if if you're getting sluggishness inside of apps itself versus chrome and then uh what tts are you using
0: right now i'm using okay me too
1: the other thing and some people are, are not happy with this. I'll link to what information I'll link to the telegram group in the show notes at your pay dot com slash DM 40. Cause that's the best way to get some support. But the other potential thing that you can, ha- you can use is commentary, which is a alternative screen reader. I have found it to be more snappy than TalkBack. Uh, for example, if you touch your screen, you get responses a little bit faster than, than one might expect. However, it is in alpha stage before beta. Like it is it is it is being developed, and new uh, APKs are pushed roughly every day or every other day, and there are changes and things broken, and so I still have TalkBack, obviously, installed, but that might be another solution. But, yeah, I, I get the sluggishness. I'm not... Yeah, it's not voiceover, that's
0: for sure. That's what I've noticed in my uh, attempts to to use. Uh, And I've installed, you know, I mean, I had certain apps installed already, but I've been trying to actively use it. Uh, One thing I did figure out along this journey is uh, Signal on Android. So you cannot apparently have Signal set up on two different phones. Uh, That is not a thing that they want you to do uh cuz oh. as soon as I got it switched huh. over to the Android phone I went back and picked up my iPhone later uh cuz I needed to charge the Android phone and I went to open Signal and uh expecting that I would probably see the messages that were going back and forth on Signal on Android and what I had got instead was uh yeah this device is disconnected is your signal voice is being used mm. elsewhere I was like what uh so that was unexpected <laughs> uh I did also figure right. out the issue with Signal and entering the uh, The uh, six digit Code there that me and you were chatting about Yesterday basically the, the, the number Pad is mm-hmm. actually on the screen but For some reason talkback is not seeing it uh, So uh, With a little trial and error I sort of figured out where it was On the screen so I was able to type in the six Digits uh, yeah.
1: that's, that's good to know Um so your your first initial impressions are this is still sluggish over the years uh, or like it was years
0: ago. <laughs> uh, I would just say, yeah, generally, I'm not going to say like it was years ago. Like it, it, talkback itself is infinitely better than what it used to be. Uh, it's just <laughs> one thing. One issue I've always had with Android just in general as a screen reader user is that it's not as it doesn't seem to be consistently as responsive as what I've gotten used to with iOS. Yeah. Uh, and you get random freezes. I don't know if they're actually like crashes in the background or not. Cause there's not as much indication there, uh, but you get random freezes where, like, oh, it's not telling me anything while I'm trying to move around the screen. I got to wait for a second. That's frustrating. And chill. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I'm not as harsh on it uh, as I once probably would have been, mostly because I'm also on the iOS 13 beta. Uh, and it, it's it's a little, sh- little <laughs> shit too, to be honest, from a voiceover use perspective. Like,
1: It's a little rough, too. Mallory has it on her iPad and on her phone, and I haven't picked it – the only thing I've noticed in with iOS 13 beta, and I haven't really, as I said, done much with it because I've been primarily on beta, is if I turn voiceover on – uh, because typically she's not a voiceover user. It takes a few seconds for anything to respond, like for the voice to respond. And that could just be her setup. I can hear the clicks as I flick my finger around and then speech comes up. So that's, yeah, that's, that's been I'm an issue. So that experience.
0: is an actual issue right now with the with the current betas is, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like from reboot, for example, like it seems to take a while for voiceover to yeah. like, get its shit in gear and, and start responding properly. Uh, it is beta. but again this to be fair beta. about that it is 100 the- beta so uh and apple even had a warning out for people like if you're a thrill seeker uh don't do this <laughs> uh and i would even say that public beta the first public beta really should not have been a public beta like i honestly don't think it should have uh because it's, it's it's very rough around yeah, the edges. like uh from a user perspective in general and then especially if you're a voiceover user
1: yeah, Mallory was telling me, so she uses a Fitbit, uh, and <laughs> she messaged me one time on my way, like I was at work, and on my way downstairs to catch the bus, and as I walk in the elevator, I just shot her a quick message. Hey, just disconnect your watch from the watch app and reconnect it, and then like an hour later, I'm like, oh, wait. You have a Fitbit yeah, <laughs> that not won't do any uh, good, <laughs> but she's getting phone call notifications on her Fitbit, but she's not getting messages notifications on her Fitbit. So yeah, it's 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 little quirks like that that
0: yeah. There, there's there's something weird about messages because <laughs> I was messaging I was messaging Amanda actually. Uh, sent her a couple of i messages uh, and she told me for some reason whenever she uh, tapped on my messages like in the in the list view she would tap on my message thread so she could open it up uh it was just crash messages so uh
1: did yep. were you sending her links Yep, so uh, Mallory sent Andrew a link to an app in the App Store today, and whenever Andrew, and he's on iOS 12, whenever Andrew taps on Mallory's message thread, it goes black and messages re-, re or closes, and you have to reopen messages, ah, so must be yeah. an issue with the way that links are processed in iOS 13 oh, to iOS sense. 12. Did
0: not think about that until you said it, but yep, I was yep. send her links. Uh, and I should have should have yeah, thought about so, that because I haven't actually uh, experienced speak- experienced issues sending people messages otherwise. But yeah, I was sending her a couple of app store links actually.
1: Sentia a link. No, don't don't no 'cause not I think I think it breaks your whole message thread. I don't know I'm gonna have Mallory send no, you another it can't, message later. Because I have actually sent to
0: a link. Uh and she didn't have a problem, wow. but there was, you know, another message that came sort of like behind that and it wasn't crashing for her. So it is, it, right. it, it has to be just that if you have yeah, the most recent message. It must message be the most recent a, message that is, it's crashing.
1: Uh, yeah. Fun times, man. Fun, fun times. And that's the life of beta. Don't join it if you're not willing to let shit crash. <laughs> um, speaking of Android, good news have my first uh, Kelly and Co. presentation on the 22nd of July. We're going to do – well, as soon as I reply to this email, he emailed me and said, can you do it? Yeah, I'm going to make it work. Uh, and he, we're going to talk about Android on there. So I will – I can now say that I will be an Android expert sharing my knowledge with others, which is
0: an adventure. So – Two things. Uh, One, everybody check out Mike. We'll put a link in the show notes to where you can go listen to the episode on the 22nd. It's going to be on the radio man, talking about Android. Uh, What I'm curious to see, and it's just because I know how uh, our people can be. I'm I'm curious to see what the reaction is going to be. If if this episode circulates through to, uh, you know, the people that have been on Android from day one, they never used iPhone or they're they're diehard mm-hmm. Android people. Are they gonna start yelling at you because you said something and it didn't actually make sense? Because it wasn't one hundred percent right? Because you, Android Parva, knew you just got here. <laughs> We've been here through the struggles. Yeah. We remember yeah. only being able to yeah. dictate into the phone because we couldn't type on the keyboard. You know, I've been here <laughs> since the days of if you had TalkBack, if you had the screen reader on, then you had to get a phone with a physical keyboard. Like, are those people?
1: I've been here since the days that you didn't have the volume toggle, so you couldn't restart TalkBack if you needed to. (laughs) I remember those days, actually. (laughs) I was there, too.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Don't wait to restart, man. There used to not be any way, (laughs) this is funny as hell to think about, there used to not be any way to quickly start TalkBack. Like, if you didn't start it up when you first booted the phone up for the first time, it was over, man. (laughs) This is over.
1: And he doesn't mean just booted no, set it. Up. Up. He means yeah, like when you set that set up. something yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. so thanks for the clarification,
0: because I do mean not not boot up. Not oh let me turn it off and turn it back on. Yeah. No, it's like no from setup screen, like from no. scratch, like you're setting it up. Yeah, if you didn't but do that, that two, two finger, finger tap and hold, tap. uh yeah, you were screwed, man. You better get some eyes <laughs> to get that on.
1: So we come, come a long way. way I mean, so, is, from where so you, it's you know, been to be honest, the, like yeah, Android
0: is nice. And uh one thing that uh, having the Android device in the house and having you actually switch over to Android full time has has really started to make me look very hard at is cross platform services. I've always been a proponent of uh both open source software because I, I like it, uh and having things that are cross platform. But you know as I've gotten older. Uh, you know, and everything hmm. in the house is Apple. So it's like, well, you know, this works on my phone and on my iPhone, on my Mac. So, you know, it's cross-platform. I'm happy. I'm good. You know, I don't touch windows anymore. Right. Uh, but I do like for things to be cross-platform. Now. So something like to do is like, I've gotten back into to, to, into to do mostly because like, Hey, it's in both places that I want to use it. Uh,
1: yeah, it's everywhere. still kind of, can't get away from it. Have even got Jeez, it on the Google Home comes, Hub? It's a little too far.
0: I thought about doing that, though. Honestly, <laughs> the thing is, like, I actually don't get to use the Google Home Hub. Like, it's in there. It rotates a bunch of pictures out of Tia's account. Uh, she occasionally will play music on it, although she stopped doing that because the kids like to go in there and say,
1: no, it because the kids shitty. like
0: to go in there and say, hey, Google, stop. And then they run out laughing because it's funny because they're able to make it stop. So, uh Yeah. My daughter actually is having conversations. <laughs> ah, with going times. to Say, hey, Google, something. Uh, so I've been sort of trying to keep an ear on that to see how well she progresses. Uh, because her speech has gotten, you know, oh man, ridiculously good. Uh, over the past That's nine good. months or so, like she's gotten really good. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious to see, uh, how much yakking at Google, if you know, how much is actually able to understand as well.
1: Well, and I don't know if you Jeez, knew this, Mark, you but how old ask is she? Questions like that, man. Uh, oh, I don't. Okay, remember. sounds good. She's five. <laughs> five. All right. Hey, that happens to any dad or parent. I've been asked, "How old's your kid?" Uh, six. Oh wait, no, he's nine. Nine. Yeah, man. <laughs> Uh, but what I was going to say is you can have uh, or she can have Google tell her stories, and there's some interactive stories, which is pretty fun that the kids seem to like uh, that yeah. you can get access to. So I'm um, not sure if that's today. something she's interested in, but you can say, hey, Google, let's go on an adventure. Cancel! 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 <laughs> I don't want to go on an adventure right now. <laughs> The last episode we published was back on April 7th and we were talking about jobs then, uh, and a few other things. I was too lazy to go back and look. I don't know if you went back and look, but you mentioned cross platform. One thing that I really love about Android is where I'm working at, there isn't the, there isn't the restrictions that a lot of companies give you. So if I need to install software, I can just install it and then I write up a quick note. Hey, supervisor person, I installed this software. Here's why I installed it. Um, but, I can also use my phone at work almost all day long as long as I'm getting my shit done. And so what's really nice is I can, uh, use messages.google.com slash web and be able to, uh, message my boss who's in the other room, uh, typically when he's on the air and let him know, Hey, we've got this sponsor on the line and we've got this caller on the line, uh, and do that all from the computer, which is nice because it's in windows. And yes, you can do that with Mac and iPhone, but you can't, I mean, you can do it with Mac and, and, uh, Android too, is what I was going to say, because if I come home, I can just jump on messages on the web and it's, it's the same familiar and nice experience
0: of, uh, Android Uh. compared to iOS. And it always has really sort of been an advantage to Android compared to iOS, uh, for mobile platforms is the fact that it, it can connect up to, you know, really the only requirement is that you have Chrome running somewhere, uh,
1: I am interested in the uh, your phone or my phone or whatever it is on Windows 10 when I finally get a Windows 10 computer, which should hopefully happen soon, um, because I think that'll be a, a interesting experience for sure. I know you're not Windows, but. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean,
0: so to be fair about it, like Mike, if, if, if I didn't know you, to, to be honest, like if I did not know you. I probably would have a Windows 10 computer running somewhere somehow in the household because I would need to be at least peripheral. Yeah, I can't get that word. I would be need to be aware of, uh, you know, uh, kind of how things were going because I hate to talk to people mm-hmm. from a from a point of ignorance, right? Is you know, I'm telling you, like, oh well, Windows 10. I've heard, it's, I've heard it's gotten better. Like, I can't tell people a lot about it, but. Thanks to your experience and because you're a person like me where you're going to investigate how things work and you're going to pick out the little issues that are bugs as opposed to uh, lack of skill, uh, which is a lot of times the problem with some people uh, is a lack of skill, (laughs) not that the thing is broken.
1: Uh, (laughs) I love how nice that
0: is. uh but you know i'm able to and now you're getting a job man I mean, well you got a job i should say you're getting a job hey mike got the job people we didn't say that yeah
1: oh yeah <laughs> by the way i got the job people no longer in a work work study program man I, I feel like all my podcast listeners already know that but i haven't podcast i was telling my lawyer i'm like you know and i gonna sit down tomorrow we're gonna record an episode she goes well that'd be nice you haven't recorded any podcast content in a while and then i went and looked i'm like yeah the last time i recorded Uh, access Android apps was back in June, and the last time Demasi and I recorded was in April. It's it's about about time. time. It's (laughs) about
0: time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, because you got the job, I'm like, um, you know, you've already shared some interesting things with me about Windows 10, uh, and Windows in general. Like, I'm familiar enough with Windows 7 that I could step on that now and be okay. But, uh, 10, you know, 10 is something I haven't really looked at because I haven't wanted to, you know, one, I haven't wanted to invest the money into a Windows 10 computer because nobody in the house actually wants one. Uh, Got to buy Tia an iPad Pro. She does not want a computer. Uh, especially since iOS 13 gives you this little mouse thing i was like oh oh okay uh so but I, I feel like i get to keep up sort of with what's going on with windows without having to use it on a regular basis and to be fair about it i still tell people like in the corporate world in the typical corporate you know environment, you're going to be on Windows. Like, I don't care that you like Mac. I love Mac, but I know if I go work for a lot of places I could get a job at, Like, I'm going to have to use Windows. There's no getting around that whole process there.
1: Yep. Now, if any of you amazing listeners know of an equivalent, and and I I think I've found something, but I'm not going to say anything yet because I I can't. I I haven't, but if you know a Hazel equivalent, I want to talk to you. If you know what I'm talking about. File management in Windows 10.
0: You think you found something? Automated
1: file management, Windows
0: 10. I'll say you think you found something?
1: I think I found something, and I will drop you a link, but it's not as robust as what Hazel is. And, like, it'll do, if you put a file in this folder, then move it over here, but not if you put an MP3 in this folder, then put it in this folder. And if you put a wave in this folder, put it in that folder, which you can do with Hazel. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find something that would be super equivalent. Although I want to give people uh, a quick lesson before I jump into my favorite tool that I'm using that's going to help us pay a little bit of bills here in a minute. Um, if you automate too much of your work. Then there's nothing for you to do at work. And I know that sounds a little silly, but I started automating what I do in the morning that used to take me hmm, 30, 40 minutes. Now it takes me 15 minutes. And I'm like, well, what do I do now for the next 20 minutes? Because i i mean I, I figured out what to do but you know what i'm trying to say Get on Reddit, man. you do what people <laughs> so you
0: do what computer nerds have been doing for years they figure out how to automate a process and you know the the boss says you know oh okay i know this takes about four hours these guys figured out how to cut that down to like 35 minutes so he spends the next three hours and 25 minutes <laughs> on the internet uh on forums that's what you do man uh hey you, <laughs> all right all right i, yeah, I need yeah, to remember go check that. out our discourse <laughs> and start. Uh, Customizing or something, poking around in the settings, do something.
1: There we go. Yeah. Real quick, if you're interested in it, I signed up for it again yesterday because it took advantage of the NFB special that they had. I don't know if it's still there now. Uh, if you head on over to com forward slash DM40, you can get access to Ira for a free month and you'll be equivalent to, or you'll be giving me access to the same amount of credit as what you pay. So if you join their intro plan at $30, then I'll get a $30 credit on my next bill. Uh, and it has become a very useful tool, most especially at work, uh, when I'm trying to get stuff done. And today, let me tell you a real quick story, and then we'll get back into it. Uh, we... Are, Me and Titan decided, oh, we're gonna make, we're gonna disappear for a quick 20 minutes. Well, Hmm. it was only supposed to be like eight and a half to 10 minutes, but it turned into 20 minutes because we got a little mixed up and I ended up three blocks off of where I was supposed to be. And I'm like, well, this doesn't look right. Uh, No pun intended. So I called up Ira and said, hey, where am I? And of course, I could have used Lazarello to tell me where I am. But the beautiful thing about Ira is is I had someone telling me, there's this store across the road from you. There's this right next to you. And I was able to instantly know, okay, I'm on the corner of Anderson and 3rd instead of Anderson and Broadway, which is where I was supposed to be. So if you're interested in an amazing tool to give you some assistance in being able to live life to your fullest – I think that's someone's trademarked term, but anyways, check out your slash dm forty. Uh, Damasi, did you by chance uh take a look at the I show did. notes I that we have wrote here? Some stuff in, in Google notes, Docs.
0: <laughs> you you not had made it down. Oh, far I, I yeah, see that yeah. here now. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I see that now. <laughs> DM one. We talked about managing that inbox. Are you at inbox man, zero? Because I'm not.
0: Box, <laughs> not. Ever.
1: I tried to, but my my equivalent to inbox zero is be able to be productive now. So I jump in my inbox and I'm I'm not concerned about my inbox anymore because I can get access to the messages that I need in a quick time. Yeah, that's pretty much what I've settled on.
0: I have uh, I've set up several uh, rules in my Gmail so that certain emails automatically get filed. Some of them are going to specific labels and some of them I just have a sort of, you know, bypass the inbox and archive it because if I need something I'm going to search for it and then that thing will pop up. Uh, you know, that that mm-hmm. has been the advantage of Gmail for the longest is that their search has always been great. Uh, and, ah. you know, people... Yeah. I feel like one thing that happens with email and we I don't think we discussed this in that first episode uh, is that I feel like a lot of people end up hung up on email today because you are still thinking about the way email was 15 years ago. Uh You know, where you, you know, you had pop, like, so all your email was on your computer, right? So that, that's one difference, <laughs> like one major difference. Uh, so if you didn't keep yep. track of everything and try to file, and I used to be one of these people too, man, I had crazy folders, like crazy numbers of folders. So I could just move <laughs> the emails over <laughs> to these folders and know where everything was. And I was like, you know, I could just search for it. I can absolutely just search for it. Like, I've I've mentioned it before on the show. Like, I keep the uh, Gmail app, which is currently broken in this uh, current beta on iOS, Uh, but I keep the Gmail app installed on my iPhone uh, primarily for the search capabilities because the the Apple Mail search has, you know, been terrible for so long on mobile. On the Mac, it's actually pretty decent, Uh, but on mobile, it's always been kind of slow and iffy so sluggish Yep, Yep. yeah i'm still using g suite too right Uh,
1: me too are you using uh, so i have
0: dabbled with same box and left and i think i went back again and left it's like i I, yep
1: yep me
0: too same box is nice like uh, same same box has a lot of good features i don't think the uh Benefits to me are worth what I would have to pay to get the features that I like about Sandbox. Uh, and I can set up filters. Uh, I did sort of cheat the last time I set up Sandbox. I set it up specifically so I could go through and, uh, have it kind of do some automatic filing so I could look at the messages that were automatically going to like the same later folder, uh, and then go Taking my gmail rules to basically mimic what they were doing so all that crap by- bypasses my inbox anyway
1: well the um that's what i get from moving voiceover so do you hear when i move into a paragraph does it say michael babcock mm, is editing near yep. you Okay. Okay. So for those of you who are obviously just listening to us, we have, we both have a Google Docs document open that we're trying to work out of. And, uh, we're, we're, I think we're doing fairly good. We've covered a lot of this stuff in here. Well, some of this stuff. Uh, but whenever you move into the same line, it says Demasi Thomas is editing near you. Or in my case, it says I'm editing near Demasi Thomas, which is actually quite convenient. Like, if if Demasi was actually changing shit, I would expect it to right, be changing. <laughs> right, right.
0: No, that's one of the benefits of, of docs. That's why so many people use Google Docs and we've had this conversation before. I know for certain. Don't know if we actually published it in yep. the show or not. Uh <laughs> so I will reiterate <laughs> the point and not, not spend too much time on it. Uh but that that is one of the, the reasons that Google Docs has become such a beast in in the industry of collaboration and everybody is still virtually playing catch up like I don't care who it is Apple Microsoft everybody's still playing catch up to that Dropbox fucking Dropbox man uh (laughs) It's still playing catch up because as there is sort of like, you know, Apple Maps and Google Maps, right? Like Apple, Google has such a big lead on that thing that by the time Apple started doing their own mapping, it's like, yeah, they're not bad. They're not terrible, but they're still not Google Maps because all Google is doing now is just building yep. in more and more features. Uh Whereas yep. Apple is still in the process of trying to get the map data, like getting their own custom map data so uh, everybody's playing catch up the docs Mm -hmm. I'm glad that they actually have really good screen reader support so that I do hear you know Michael Babcock is editing near you uh, or you know things like that because used to be a time that Google Docs wasn't really all that useful to a blind person uh, and you most certainly did not get that type of feedback
1: (laughs) not at all that's that's for sure Uh, Demasi what do you use them for backing up WordPress Uh,
0: everything nothing all of the things man all of the things so it depends it depends uh, right. i have a couple of client sites where i'm using uh managed wp uh, mm-hmm. and what that is is just a plugin that you install and then it's it's that fa- fairly reasonably priced uh mike you'll be familiar with uh uh wpmu dev and their their dashboard plugin so managed yep. wp is very much yep. uh like that uh, has some features that the WPMU DEV does not have but the nice thing about it is that you can you can use it for free and you only pay for the features that you actually want to use so like for a couple of clients I'm backing up their sites to uh, Google Drive using Managed WP to kind of handle that whole process uh other sites uh, I have, like ours. Well, not our site. The, well, it is our site, the uh, Blind Employment Solutions <laughs> website. It is ours. <laughs> it just doesn't have anything to directly uh-huh, do with the show. Uh-huh. Uh, but like that site, like I have a I have a uh, I have a cron job that's running that does basically a database dump uh, every couple of days. Uh, and moves it off to a folder. And I have a recurring reminder set to go in and pull those down and move those off somewhere else, uh, mostly because I'm still kind of, you know, the whole infrastructure with that side is still kind of in flux. Uh, so that's what I'm doing there just mm-hmm. to have the database backed up. You can find any you can find an article on the Internet that will argue both sides at this point. Oh, yeah. You just got to worry about the database when you're backing up your WordPress site, because the uh, whatchamacallit, you know, the, the, the files that that export that you can get by going to tools and export. Oh, it's not all that important because all you got to do is reinstall all the same plugins and everything's back the way it was because of your database uh Mike, laugh because that that that's not 100 percent too but you can get people to argue that point just like you can get some people to say well if you're not backing up the entire site in a zip file with all of the xml and blah 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 then it's not a real backup i sort of follow along the lines of do whatever you feel like you need to do uh is, is sort of my philosophy uh and the reason is because I, I but, sort of go on a site-by-site basis, right? There's some sites where, yeah, I need to back up everything. Uh, and there's some sites where it's like, yeah, I can just grab the database because essentially everything else that comes behind that, you know, all of the uh, structure uh, and all of that with the theme and all of that is in a Git repo. So I just redeploy from that Git repo, upload the database, and I do have everything back the way it was.
1: The point is, though, do some sort yes. of backup. like. You never know, we're just going to hit the fan. (laughs) Absolutely, do a backup. That's true for anything. Do (laughs) do a
0: fucking backup. Back it the fuck up, all right? That's...
1: Yeah, 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 I was updating eight different webs WordPress sites today. Seven of which are on WordPress 4.6. One of which is on WordPress 5.2. And I'll tell you what, I was going through my little, you know, little click here, go there, do this, add this file, you know, do because it, it was the same exact thing on all the sites. And then all of a sudden, I got to a WordPress 5.2 with Gutenberg. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I got to remember how to use oh, this thing now. Oh, <laughs> so
0: see. Yeah, so really something like that is, is where it managed WP probably. Although I gotta be honest, I'm, I'm thinking about kind of switching away from using them just because their interface is a little horrible. Uh, and 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 the more and more I try to do in there, the more and more I realize like it's sort of crap. Uh, but I have switched to using Chrome full time, so that makes it a little bit better. Chrome is like super Chrome. nice, is just a fucking resource on desktop.
1: Yeah,
0: Chrome Canary yeah. though. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Um, um, I actually yeah, do have Chrome, Chrome Community on the be, Mac. Yet, check it out. I
0: have the Chrome beta on I uh, yeah. Android. I just haven't started using it. Uh, but I will take that advice and try using uh, the beta of Chrome.
1: Do you want to pay some of your bills? Speaking
0: of backing up your websites, WordPress, and hosting, and all of those things that you need to have, uh, the tool that me and Mike both use or this company, the cloud uh, server provider that me and Mike both use is DigitalOcean. Uh, and if you go to your slash DM 40, there will be a link. It is a referral link uh, that gives me 25 bucks. Uh, if you sign up using our link and pay for DigitalOcean at some point, you're going to get some free credit to get started. I'll get some free credit once you become a paying customer. And if you're in the business for self-hosting any sort of site, whether it's a WordPress site, a discourse instance, uh, your own personal VPN server, uh, DigitalOcean is definitely the place that I would recommend. So, again, go to yourownpay.com slash DM40 and check out DigitalOcean for all of your cloud server needs.
1: I promise I won't change that URL to yourownpay.com slash DM40, take three. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, kind of so, feedback have you been hearing from people? I've heard some feedback from people. Like, when are you guys going to record again? What <laughs> when are you guys going to put out another show? Again? <laughs> uh, would you, you, you,
1: you, bitches. yeah. yeah. What, what what happened to Demasi and Michael? Is that show over? No, no, we're still here. <laughs> it's just sporadic now. Uh, other feedback that I've gotten specifically is uh. The the people are enjoying the banter that we have back and forth, and I'm not going to use tech banter uh, because that's another podcast name. But they they like the the personality that we put into the content that we're producing and not just, this is the news story. This is going to work with Jaws. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think we could totally do that show.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah. I couldn't. That's why the show is called Demasi and Michael Just Talking Tech. Like We could have named it something else, but we did start out with the intention of talking about the technology that we were using. If you go back and listen to like episode one or episode two or any of our early episodes, we did sort of kind of stick to that a little Mm -hmm. bit. But uh, we figured out two things. Uh, One, we don't always have something interesting about tech to tell you. Uh, and two, we would have a hell of a lot more interesting conversations when we weren't recording. Uh, so we decided like, well, we'll yep. just start talking and have a conversation and try to keep it somewhat structured so that it makes sense when we're trying to edit. Uh, and we'll make that the show. So we're just talking tech and other stuff. Wow. That's good though. I'm glad to get some sort of feedback, uh, on that.
1: We're dropping some interesting content uh, over at Your Own Pay, which is fun. For those who don't know, we're recording this on a Tuesday. Yesterday, the second episode of Dreevy in the Dark dropped with Marlon. That's been amazing. I think we're sitting at a 100 downloads roughly for each episode, and no one's done any promotion of it. So, yeah, the only promotion that we've done is a little bit of keyword research and targeting Trinidad and Tobago. Roughly at 48 hits to the site per day, which is... Not bad. Like, I remember when I was happy when I got 10 hits to the site per day, uh, and then people are spending about a minute and a half to two minutes on the site, but uh where they're clicking from is to go to media.blueberry.com uh, links, which means that they're downloading content uh, to to either listen to it, or they're just clicking to download it to make me happy because that's what they want to do. So if that's Office you, keep doing it. I'm oh. in, in Mailgun. Remember, does a that clicks dot domain name dot extension don't uh, so work very actually, well. The reason that wasn't working is because I was it was going to a domain that it
0: wasn't actually registered with, uh if that makes any sense.
1: Like oh, we only had the blind oh, employment yeah, solutions yeah.
0: domain registered. Uh, but that domain was supposed to be pointing, ah. that link was supposed to be pointing people over to disk no whatever, what is it? Community, not blind deployment, dissolution. Ah, uh, so yeah, yeah therefore it wasn't working because that domain was not even. I, I I believe that's what the issue was. Uh no, but it's not what I discovered. Uh, the only thing that told me is that I should uh, probably make a checklist and make sure that before I start using the subdomain, that needs to have its own custom email going through Mailgun. I should probably <laughs> go and register the shit in Mailgun. That's what that told me. No, so remember, Desiree asked about could we build our own newsletter system? Ah. Uh, because of the yes. issues with ConvertKit and blue, which I sort of feel like right. a dumbass for recommending to so yep. many people before I actually spent a lot of time with it, uh, never. Won't, I won't make that mistake again. <laughs> also, remember while I'm telling you this that I told you uh, I figured out that ConvertKit was using Mailgun as their actual email sending. Yeah, it's not as yep. difficult as I thought it would be uh, to do something with that. Uh, because essentially they give you all of the pieces right there, uh, within Mailgun. Uh, you have, uh, tags. So that's how, probably how ConvertKit is using tags in your account is they're just using the tags that are built into, uh, Mailgun. Uh, Mailgun. they have newsletters. So unlike a thing that you can't do right now with, uh, ConvertKit and people love MailChimp for this feature, uh, or at least they used to. I don't know if it's still in MailChimp or not. Uh, but it's one of the reasons that I liked MailChimp even back in the days when I didn't like MailChimp it was a feature that was like hey this is nice you can create one of those custom email addresses that is you can send blast emails to people so what I've been tinkering with I haven't started and really spent a whole bunch of time on it as of right now because there's too much other stuff that needs to be done Uh, but (laughs) I've looked into it just just looking through their documentation like huh so if I take this piece and that piece and put the thing together like this I could basically do a convert it is doing on the back end. Now, this would only be a custom solution. I'm not interested uh, in trying to write a front end for this. Uh, and and no. that still means the answer to Desiree's question is no. Uh, because it's like you got to write a front end if you're going to sell it to people as a service. But... When it comes to development and building out somebody's infrastructure, it is possibly a feature that could be offered because you will be we will be handling or I will be handling the entire development of their 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 stack of software that they're using anyway. But it's interesting. Uh, it's, it's super interesting because it allows yeah. you to tag people. You get all of the tracking information that you want as far as opens and clicks and all of that stuff. That's that's, you know, they they like seriously what I'm looking at convert like I'm looking at convert kit now with a whole different perspective because it's like, geez, you guys basically had some decent coders that wrote a front end, uh, probably using some out of the box framework to write your front end Uh
1: it's not even well, the best front framework. end either. That's the
0: problem with frameworks <laughs> in general, though. Is like they, they If you don't yeah. know how to customize them, like, they tend to end up being horrible uh, for accessibility. But I'm looking at ConvertKit a whole lot different. And like it's <laughs> <laughs> really making that $29 bucks look a little goofy. I'm like, man, are you fucking serious?
1: <laughs> the fuck out of here. <laughs> so the moral of the story is, is if you have any tech know-how... Maybe you should explore doing remember, it in your own for
0: yourself, remember not necessarily for others. I'm going to find it, and I'm going to put it in the show notes. Uh, it's the one where we were talking about servers and shared hosting and all of that, and I think I really kind of went on a little short mini rant about, uh, you know, I prefer to try to build stuff myself unless I just know I really can't do it. Uh This sort of takes me back to that whole point, which is something that I had started to kind of slide away from, which is I'm not going to try to build that thing because it's probably more difficult than I think it is, and I don't feel like dealing with it. I got too much other shit to do. That being said, if you are looking for a email sending service because you're hosting your own sites using DigitalOcean, uh, go check out Mailgun. Man, like I like them. Their their interface is reasonably accessible for a screen reader user. Uh, I can't speak to low vision people. I'm sorry. I don't know about the contrast. Uh, check it out. Take a look uh, for yourself. But if you need to send email from any type of website and you're hosting yourself. On somewhere like DigitalOcean, uh, Mailgun is probably the thing for you because let me tell you, you really don't want to build your own email server like nobody wants to do this uh, at all. And hey, Mailgun is free for up to your first 10,000 emails a month. 10,000 emails per month, mm. per month, mm. man. Not in the lifetime of it, it's per month. And there's no goofy daily limit, uh, like oh, you can only send 300 a day <laughs> and we'll give you, you no, know, you got 10,000 emails before they start charging you. Uh, and their actual plans are not bad. 15 bucks a month, I don't think, is ridiculous for 100,000 emails.
1: Uh, no, that, that's 14 dollars cheaper than what I am currently. Hopefully not by the time this episode comes out paying. For uh, Anyways, <laughs> uh, the episode Demasi was talking about is DM-18. <laughs> hey, we got to switch. <laughs> we'll link to it at yourownpay.com slash DM-40. <laughs> What's
0: going on with this Android calendar, man?
1: Why would you bring that That's up? I want to get you so. about the hour. It's kind of so, like, Oh, shit okay okay we can go there so i have not done too much work with android calendar the most that i've done with android calendar was today when i pulled out my phone and opened calendar to say hey what time is recording? and then i realized oh it does work quite nicely so it's it's actually a a mixed bag experience how's uh Man, ios calendar treating you
0: deal with uh Built in stuff in general. Uh, I do not like the iPhone calendar. Uh, I didn't like it when they first redesigned it. Uh, and I still don't like it. And mm-hmm. specifically, and I'm, I'm going to try to outline specifically what I don't like about it just in case somebody drops a comment in at slash DM, dm40 or tweets at us and says, hey, dummy, do this. Because uh, I would love to hear somebody say, hey, dummy, do this. Uh, and solve these problems <laughs> so number one uh the entry manually is not as as you know good as fantastic out They do have some natural language and i think it's better if you're trying to use natural language with siri versus just the direct interface in the calendar add a new event process <clears throat> uh but that's not really the pain point because you know whatever uh the problem i have with it is when i'm looking at my events Right. So I go open up the calendar and I'm looking at today and mm. one, it shows me all of the time slots. I don't want to see the time slots. I just want to see a list of my events. Now, you can spin the rotor and yep. get to events and flick up and down and jump to your events. But i tell you what happened to me Friday. You, can. you got ready for our call. I'm on my iPhone. I'm going to use Zoom on the iPhone. So I open up the calendar app. I flick down to the event BES weekly executive meeting. I double tap on it and it shows me some information, and for some weird reason, now this could be a beta bug, so I'm willing to write that off. Uh, at the top, it shows me the date and time and all of that, and at the bottom of the screen, it's showing me all of the invitees and who accepted who who hadn't responded, etc., right? Nowhere in this fucking interface could I click on the goddamn link to go to Zoom.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, that is very frustrating. With Android, I'll tell you, the, the Zoom link is a button that you can click, and it'll ask you, unless you set it to always open zoom links in zoom if you want to open it in zoom and it takes you right there it's a very seamless process and 10 minutes before your meeting I've noticed that there's a button right on your lock screen that when you click on it it pops open the event and then you have to click on zoom again uh, but it's it's pretty yeah. nice and pretty they, they, straightforward they, they to get, get into your event so I, uh, right because yeah. you
0: know you can you know by default Google tries to make all of your calendar uh, events into uh, Hangouts. <laughs> you have to turn this off at G Suite. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know about regular Gmail people. I'm sorry. I don't I don't use regular Gmail. Can't tell you nothing about it. Uh, but yeah, you, you do the same thing with, with Calendar on the Web, uh, with Google Calendar on the Web. Right. Like you look at your event. And there's a button right there that says, you know, Zoom meeting. Uh, there's actually a plug in for Chrome. If you're not. Yeah. I don't use Zoom enough, but I did install a plug in anyway that will actually let you very quickly turn Uh, and I think now Mike if you install some plugins some Chrome extensions uh, that are for things like calendar calendar or mail extensions uh, will also show up on mobile uh, because I can remember
1: if not in the Chrome app, no, I no, no, know no. specifically... Oh, that's what Kiwi I was going to tell you. Kiwi browser. Yeah, no.
0: Oh, in mail? Like, in mail, I, can see, I see a button in the bottom of mail uh, that says available in mail when uh, there's like an event or something in the body of the email uh, for Zoom. That will let me, I guess, turn that into a Zoom link. Huh. I mean, turn that into a Zoom meeting or send out a Zoom invite. It's, 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 there's some stuff going on there with Google, man, that is nice. And this shows up... So it's like yes, passing your yes, extension. Yes, yes. So like if you install the Zoom, I'll get you the actual extension and I will put it in the show notes yeah uh, as well. But I think I installed this into Gmail. Uh, or into calendar, one, one of the other. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like just a direct Chrome, just, you know, Chrome extension. It's like, it is some related to the, right. the, the Google apps, uh, themselves. But yeah, it shows up and it actually shows up in the mail, Gmail app on iOS as well. So like, they're, they're, Google is, uh, doing some interesting stuff, but it, never mind. Anyway, yeah, the calendar on iOS sucks. Uh, fantastic album for life. Uh,
1: kiwi browser is another browser you can install to experiment with and that's that's what i guess is probably my favorite feature about android is there's multiple different tools that you can use to get the job done and some people might find that frustrating they might just want to jump into the default mail app or just jump into the default uh calendar app um me, on the other hand, I have no problem with trying some other things to see what works best. Kiwi browser is another web browser and it runs on the engine. Chromium, uh, yep. uh, framework engine. Yeah. Runs on the Chromium engine and you can, what, what, appears to be very handy and I haven't used it as much as I could is you can run installed Chrome extensions on the browser. So if you have an extension that, for example, will go click all buttons on a web page. That's the first thing I could think of. Or, or a different Chrome extension that you're using, you can run it mobily on a Kiwi browser, unlike in the native Chrome apps that I've noticed. Uh, and then I'm also using Aqua Mail for Mail, which if you have any experience with Android, you probably know that that that's available now here's the gotcha with that i still obviously well I can't say obviously because you can uninstall it. I do still have Gmail installed, mainly for the same reason that Demasi uses Gmail on iOS, so I can jump in there and quickly search up a message and be able to access that message. Because Aqua Mail uh, search feature is, and I would say, probably about as good as uh, iOS Mail's search feature. I mean, it's no. it's not a pleasant oh,
0: experience. Jeez, no, Aqua Mail is horrible. Uh,
1: yeah. But I do like to be able to tap and drag my finger down the left side and quickly select all of those messages on that screen to be able to delete them. And that's not available in uh Gmail natively. So Mike, I it's a combination of both that
0: before we go, uh, with your recommendations for Android, uh, just to give us some things to drop into the show notes and also, uh, preparation for you for your next show. And because I need to know, uh, what can you remember of all the things that you told me I should look at on Android the whole time I've had this phone and have not done any of those things?
1: My first recommendations that come to mind are, and I'm running through my phone apps in my mind right now. A button mapper is an amazing tool to allow uh-huh. you to be able to quickly map buttons. Hold on, one sec. Hold, uh, on, hold, on, hold on. Real quick on, reason for, for that. that.
0: Write these down in the show notes too, so we don't forget them, and so I can. Okay, okay. go ahead. Yeah
1: download them. <laughs> so button mapper real quick reason why I like them is my USB C headphones have a short in them. That's what happens when you use your headphones. Uh, I would say 18 out of 24 hours a day. Um, and so uh, I can't use the play pause button anymore on my headphones and the right earpiece don't work anymore. I get one of these days I'm going to upgrade them. Uh, but button mapper lets me quickly set the volume key, hold the volume key down, for example, to quickly play pause so I can still play pause my my audio content. Um and then another app that I'm using is uh uh man now. What are you using, man, no. are you using for obviously Todoist. Um that's Oh, I'm using lawn, lawn chair, chair launcher for right now. Um yeah, lawn chair. Lawn chair launcher. There's another one that people really recommend. Um, it's not the native Pixel launcher, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. I, Hyperion, oh, yeah, I gonna really I Hyperion, I was going to say. I have it installed.
0: I think I need to upgrade to the in-app purchase. Uh, hold on.
1: Ah, check out Launch ah, before you make that make that decision. Carrot Weather, uh, I'm gonna shout yeah. out Carrot Weather. Um, if you don't have
0: Carrot Weather on your Android phone or you're using Android, uh something is wrong with you, you should get Carrot Weather on your iPhone. Smart, man. I mean, on your Android phone and on your iPhone. Yes. Get your Carrot Weather on all the things, man, is what I'm trying to tell you.
1: I have a love I have a love hate relationship with Pocket Cast right now. Um Mainly hate. But I still love it. (laughs) The reason why I say hate is because you can't really modify some of the settings inside the podcast itself. So once you have your podcast set up, like I have my podcast set to play at 2x because I don't like to listen to people breathe. And so I uh, can't go back and change it to 1.5x unless I grab a uh, a kid to do it for me because that screen's inaccessible. But I love the interface. We should drop a note to the um, folks over at uh, Shifty Jelly. I think are the developers
0: of Pocket Cast. Uh, thank you. Definitely because I have a yes. Pocket Cast. Yes. Uh, I have Pocket Cast on iOS and, uh, also bought Pocket Cast years ago on Android. So if they haven't charged for an upgrade, uh, it is a mm-hmm. nice, uh, podcast player. And, um,
1: I'll admit I like the stats the best. Like that's probably my most favorite feature to show me how much time I waste listening to podcasts. Um, <laughs> I'm using Robinhood for stock trading. Love that app. Uh, and it is accessible on Android. I'm using, um, Envision AI for scanning items. That's a good one. I do pay What's that for called? that. Uh, and then uh, I'm using Envision, I- E-N-V-I-S-I-O-N, E-N-V-I-S-S-I-O-N, I think. Um, I'm obviously using Ira on Android, and that's a pretty useful tool. Uh, we're all over the place. I was trying to go through them in my head alphabetically. Lazarello, which is the app that I'm using in combination with Google Maps for GPS. Although I just discovered today when I got lost that <laughs> maybe that's not a good oh, man, no, um, I tell transition. A story <laughs> but... Yeah, I, I discovered today that Lazzarello will actually give you, you can, when you pick a destination in Lazzarello, let's say you, you want to go to Smith's Bayway, which is the gas station I wanted to go to. Uh, and it'll say, or you can choose walking directions, for example. And then when you click that, like in Blind Square, it'll ask you what app do you want to use. And I just discovered that if you use the Lazarello app instead of Google Maps, Lazarello will give you step-by-step directions and tell you in 42 feet at the corner of Central and Main Street, uh, continue forward. So it gives you pretty detailed directions. Um, I don't know which one's better because Google maps has improved. And I want to play around a little bit with the Google maps AR uh, and see Tell how me that somewhere. experience
0: is. How in the hell am I supposed, how do you swipe things away? Like it used to work for me in P where I could do like, a, huh?
1: Two finger swipe up.
0: So if I, so if I got two a notification fingers, and so I touch, touch the, the notification and then I do a two ahead. finger swipe up, that's supposed to throw it away. Huh? Okay. I don't think I should try yeah. the two finger swipe up. Uh, and P, I was doing yeah, a, give that a try. swipe left, I think two-finger swipe left, and that was getting it done for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, it changed?
1: So, I, I believe it did. I know that two-finger swipe up is working just fine for me uh, on notifications and uh, app switcher to close those apps. And then, of course, there's the clear button that you can get to by swiping up and down. I know that sounds weird, but you swipe up, down, in one motion, and that'll take you to the first most recent item, or down and up, and that'll take you to the last item. And eventually there's a clear button on your notifications or your recent apps that you can choose on both of those. The other app that I wanted to uh, mention is Instacart. I'm using that on Android when I feel like being lazy. I'm not using it a whole bunch anymore. And then uh, the native Twitter app on Android is... My solution for the time being. And I have not found an equivalent Reddit app. Someone suggested an app called Joey uh, for Reddit, and I'm not happy with it. So I'm going okay, to put something else. Of- Although, Dystopia's oh, kind of spoiled me when it comes spoiling, to Reddit. Right? So. App store. No. What?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, <sighs> I'm going
1: to go tweaking, though, uh,
0: and That's find sad. out what's going on. Because, like, he's got to put that app out, man. That is like the.
1: Yeah, that is an amazing tool. I think it would help transition blind yeah, individuals. Yeah, it, it
0: would it because I've sure. spent like I've spent more time in Reddit. Uh even when I couldn't log into Reddit uh, before Mike told me, just go create a new account, dude. I really wanted <laughs> to get back into my old account because it was Demasi, Uh And I like to be me everywhere on the internet, not some random person that nobody knows. Right. Everywhere. Right. Uh, on the internet <laughs> like I am on Reddit. Nobody know. I don't even know my username on Reddit. So I can't even tell you um, how <laughs> to find me because I don't remember my username. Uh but I've spent a lot of time, with like, I, I, uh, I've actually started searching out uh, conversations like uh, blind developers uh, looking for different things. Because, like, I'm running into some issues with certain aspects of using Git, like uh, branch merging. Uh, well, not really branch merging. Let me not say that in case somebody's listening and they're like, well, this is what a branch merge is. No, I know how to merge a branch. Uh I'm not to merge two separate branches. Uh, what I'm running into problems with is doing diffs of things, uh, or handling merge conflicts. Uh, and essentially what that is, is say I'm working on the feature for your own pay where we're going to have, uh, testimonials. I don't think we're doing testimonials, but it's first thing came to mind because everybody always wants testimonials. I don't know why. Nobody reads them, uh, and they annoy me. Uh, but anyway, say we want testimonials. So I branch off and make that a feature branch. And once I get everything working with the testimonials, I want to merge that back into, uh, the main branch so I can push it to staging so Mike can take a look at it. Well, if there is a significant change between a couple of files, uh, I'm going to run into what's called a merge conflict because I've changed something, something on, on one side of the other has significantly changed enough that it can't just be merged in. Uh, usually it's the same data that is slightly different. Like say one thing is WordPress, you know, five point, 2.2 and when i started on the feature branch it was at wordpress 5.2.1 so it's not going to automatically merge that because it it is mm. not going to attempt to be smarter you know git is not going to be attempt to be smart enough to say oh well you just updated wordpress like that that may not and this may be a bad example because i haven't actually dealt with that uh but it, it, it still stands so what would happen is i would have a conflict and i, ha- I would have to resolve that conflict Uh, before it would complete the actual merge problem is there are not a lot of good tools that I have found that are voiceover usable on the Mac uh, for looking at the differences in a file and actually being able to easily merge them uh, to say hey I want the information from file a here but and then in this section I want the information from file b to be the actual correct information Uh, it's, it's, it's a pain in the ass Fortunately I don't get into that situation all that often. Although I did just spent about an hour and a half today manually, painstakingly
1: merging some stuff uh from upstream. Uh but anyway. Once you learn how to automate anything seems manual um, yeah, and painstaking. Right, but this was
0: so <laughs> you're partially right you're mostly right about that you're mostly right about that but here's the thing i know that as as a i know that there are tools that decided people can use and i have some of these tools that have the features there where you Uh, basically can click your mouse on so you it it will show you a tree right uh let's say you have two files that uh have a conflict and you're trying to merge them together you're just trying to merge two different files together right uh they're Mm -hmm. mostly the same but there are some some conflicted differences one tool that uh actually did a very good job of describing how it will lay out uh the diff merge for you uh right (laughs) down the center of the screen would be all of the information that was uh fine like there's no conflicts here with any of this information uh on the left hand side off to the side just a little bit would be any conflicted information that was originally there. So your original file that you started with, uh, here's that information on the left. On the right, slightly off to the right would be any conflicted information. Uh, so if you had WordPress 5.2.1, that would be slightly out to the left. Uh, and if you had WordPress 5.2.2, 2, that would be slightly off to the right. Now, as a sighted person, you would just click your mouse on the 5.2.2, 2, and that would say, okay, I wanna accept that actual version. Uh, just in this specific location in the file. Uh, somewhere else you may want to take a change from the left side, uh, in the file. So it's not as simple as just say, hey, copy the thing from one side to the other because I really you know breaking stuff. Uh, it's difficult. It's developer shit. Nobody's talking about it on Twitter. Not that I found. Uh, But I have started digging around Reddit. I've started digging around Reddit and finding out different things uh, as well as the fact that, hey, if you're interested in programming and you're blind, uh, people are looking for blind programmers right now. Uh, So all you college kids that are uh, taking your CS or thinking about taking, you know, computer science of some sort, uh, get on that. Uh, because they figured out that, hey, if we have blind people yeah. doing, some of the, doing the development, then the thing is probably going to be accessible when we get it out the door because there's a blind person working on it. Imagine that.
1: And accessible typically means a simple or easy to use user interface that everyone is pretty much happy, happy with.